Come on, isn't our Heavenly Father the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Amen. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. He said he will send tormentors into your life until you forgive. Amen. That's why I said that unforgiveness is the second unpardonable sin. You see now, why did Lord's wife look back? Because... It is natural, first of all, to look back. You're looking back. If your grandchildren are there, your children are there, that's tough not to look back. It's like somebody owing you money, and then you need money. Then you call them and say, man, I need my money. And they start telling you tales. And then, just before you blow up, you hear, forgive. I just don't need to hear that right now. I need my... <laughs> I need my money. You know? He said, forgive you have all against them. Look at this one that's even more challenging. Lot could not even look back to check on what happened to his wife. Because he looked back, then he too. <laughs> so you take two pillars of salt. You were delivered from destruction. But then you come out here in the middle of the journey. The enemy convinces you that it's okay to hold the unforgiveness. Okay to look back. Okay, and then you end up being incarcerated, salt. How many of you have ever cooked with salt fish? That thing is so salty. <laughs> you have to cook it and rinse it. Otherwise, it will take your tongue off. So when you are called a pillar of salt, it shows you the detriment of bitterness. The reason she became a pillar of salt is she disagreed with God about the judgment. But watch how these things happen. She did not deal with their failure as parents that you raised all your children in your house when all the people that were raised in Abraham's house served God. You left in rebellion and lost all your children and your grandchildren because you disconnected from the man carrying the covenant. See how these things work? And your children don't turn out right. So when deliverance came for you because of Abraham that you rebelled against, 
they gave you a condition, knowing that you will not make it. You won't make it. Because what it takes to make it is developed over time. They knew she wouldn't make it. <clears throat> Even Lot himself has so degenerated. They said that the Bible says that his spirit was vexed every day. But it wasn't vexed enough for him to, to leave. That's number one. Number two, he was so, I don't know the word to use. He was so down spiritually that he didn't recognize that he needed the angels. He was trying to save angels that came to save him. <laughs> See how dumb that is? <laughs> but that's what happens to you when you are off spiritually. He was offering the people his virgin daughters. These are homosexuals. They don't have no desire for virgin daughter, nothing. Bring out the guys <laughs> that we might know them. He said the angel struck them with blindness and shut the doors. So they could not convince their children, their wives, their husbands, nor their grandchildren to leave. You see what happens? But where did it start? He got too blessed to stay submitted to Abraham. So he parted company. <laughs> These things happen over and over and over again. <laughs> Don't you know that in this kingdom, you only go out to stand on your own when God satisfies you. If God doesn't satisfy you, Satan will ram you. <laughs> That's what keeps destroying people. I can preach, so I go out to do something. Why do you look back? Silent disagreement. You must learn that thing in him. Yes? If you're following my faith, you better get this. Because life is filled with all these twists and turns. And you have to. I keep saying it every Sunday morning. You have to make sure, regardless of what's going on during the week, that you are still praising God. That you are still worshiping. Hallelujah. That you haven't lost your shout. You will not accept it. You have to fight for it. It shouldn't be every Sunday that you need a resurrection. You should bring resurrection with you. Sometimes. <laughs> I've never forgotten it one Sunday years ago. At the old church, pastor came and, and said, the word of God says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. He said, but I'm saying, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. And then everybody started laughing. He said, well, he said, because I'm so sick of you every time looking like you have persimmon seed. <laughs> and you're always needing to be jerked up and shaken up and why don't at least sometimes let me see some joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eh? At some point, you should go through one week 
where you went from Sunday to Sunday, and you still came in Sunday morning, whoa, I'm still, hey, I still got a shout. I won the fight this week. Hallelujah. Luke 17, 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. You notice? He was describing a scenario where people were just caught up with life. Eating, drinking, getting married, and being given in marriage. They were all preoccupied until Noah went in the ark. They were not paying attention. Watch now. Because that's how this thing's setting. Watch. He says again. Likewise also, it was in the days of Lot. You notice how history keeps repeating itself. You say it happened in the days of Noah. It happened in the days of Lot. And he says it will happen that same way when I come back. That this is the same thing over so you come to church, the word of God has been preached, but your mind is on your business or, or your job or what you're working on, and, and you are not even taking the spiritual important enough as a priority. So now you're going to wake up one day and look at your phone, and you see that the people are missing. You say, what does that mean? It means you've been left. <laughs> because, you know, social media will go crazy. Don't you agree? Even before you get to the TV, your phone will be buzzing. And whoever that's telling you didn't make it either. Otherwise, they will not be texting you. Because <laughs> everybody's leaving their cell phones down here. Amen. Thank God. God is not going to be fooling with that. Amen. <laughs> you watch. If God will let us, you know, come up with our cell phone, don't you know that people will be looking for signal? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how it is up here. You'll be asking them, well, don't you all have satellite? <laughs> uh, okay, watch. It says, likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Why am I reading these things to you? Don't you see? There is no sin here. He didn't say they were drinking 
and going to clubs or shacking up or doing any of these things. He said they were just eating, drinking, doing normal life activities. But they didn't keep their spiritual priorities straight. They were tolerating jaundice, debris, gathering up. That's what I'm telling you. You can't afford it. You should spit in every devil's face. I don't care what I don't have. I don't care what I didn't receive. I don't care what pain is in my body. I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to worship. Hallelujah. With all my might, I'm going to keep my altar burning. Come, Lord Jesus. Come in the noontime. Come at midnight. Come at 3 a.m. Anytime you come, I am ready. <laughs> you study it yourself. You see, they, 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 they weren't doing anything wrong. This is just normal life. The snake comes at you with regular stuff. That's why I tell you, married people that are always engaged in strife and you're going through all these changes, what are you going to do if the Lord comes in the middle of that? And then, while you guys are trying to work out this argument, and somebody like you calls you and says, well, have you heard what just happened? You say, what happened? They say that the rapture has happened. Are you kidding? No, it, it, it has happened. No, they, 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 that's not possible. I'm saved. All right, tell them up there. <laughs> you are in the second load. <laughs> you are going through the tribulation. <laughs> so I use these things to remind myself because I saw clearly that this is just life. This is life. Things are happening all the time. You listen to the Holy Spirit to disciple you. Verse 29. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. His children, grandchildren, their wives and husbands, all destroyed. Watch. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Jesus said, my coming will be exactly the same way. That you will be telling fellow believers, warning them, and they will make light of it. The one that makes me laugh is, you are telling somebody something, God sent you to me, and they believe that they have this relationship with God that exempts them from what I'm saying. <laughs> I just fall out laughing. I said, what kingdom do you think? This feeling you are getting is this relationship you think you have with God that will trump what he said. When Jesus told you heaven and earth shall pass away, but this will not. You know how many people have told me that uh, uh, whatever they were telling me was the higher spiritual level. And I just fell out laughing. I said, oh, God will send you to me, but you are at a higher spiritual level. If you're at a higher spiritual level, how come you're not the one standing up here? Then come on. Dumb. To 
stupid. <laughs> if you know what this takes, you will not be making judgments. You'll be doing a lot more praying. Now watch, watch. He said, the Son of Man will come. When he's revealed, it will be exactly the same thing. So you will think then we are smart. He said, this happened with Noah. This happened with Lot. He said, it's about to happen again. Isn't that crazy? If you were outside of it, wouldn't you say that we're all crazy? If, if the same thing happens to us all over again. He said, it happened with Noah. It happened with Lot. He said, it's about to happen to us again. And it's all pride. I got it. But you don't got it. <laughs> okay. I don't know God like that. Well, you don't know him enough. You need to know him some more. Come on. Watch this. Watch this. He says, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day. He which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Verse 32, one to go. Jesus says, remember Lord's wife. Why did he tell you to remember Lord's wife? And then after, immediately after he says, even if you're on the rooftop, don't come to get whatever it is. In other words, don't let anything going on cause you to miss that day. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, remember Lord's wife. If you feel justified, say, remember Lord's wife so that you don't end up being better. Your faith must work. I, I was wondering, I said, well, I was the one that left my old church. I was the one all those things were done to. But then why were they the ones bitter and angry? And me, I'm, I'm fine and celebrating. When I ministered to Minister Gavin, I mean, he was so upset and so angry. I said to him, Minister Gavin, I wasn't Minister Gavin then. I said, Gavin, I said, you were sitting in the pew. I worked with the man. And I came out and I'm not bitter. I hear you're so angry. I'm bitter. And this thing appeared on his face that kills black people. It will come and then it will harden your skin until the man dies. I don't, what, what is it called? It's a vitiligo. And I saw it growing in his face right here. And I corrected him. He repented. I took his hands and prayed. Boom. God healed it. That thing is incurable. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't matter what has happened in life. You cannot afford bitterness. You can't. No matter how you justify, you cannot. You're going to miss the rapture. You will remember that I taught this Bible study on a Tuesday night. When your rapture outcome was determined. <laughs> they, yeah, she said they will pull it up for you. 
You remember when he taught you this Bible study? Jesus said, remember Lord's wife. So you don't have any justification to look back. What, is, what happened is gone. What differentiates people is not what has happened. It's what we're doing with the grace God has given to us now. You can't keep terrorizing people because of what you went through. We've all been through something. Hallelujah. Now, some of us harder than others, but it doesn't matter. But you cannot continue to make mountains. You have to move on. Use the grace God has given to you and soar. Use it to triumph over the enemy. Use it to get breakthroughs. Use it and live and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God has for you. Hallelujah. That's my faith. Follow it. That's my faith. Pattern after it. That's my faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Make worshipers out of us tonight. Even those in, in, in the video land. Hallelujah. Let us have one week where we went from Sunday to Sunday. On fire. Alive. Worshiping. Praising. Giving you glory. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. He said, remember Lot's wife, so if you feel justified, don't take the trip. You're going to become a pillar of salt. You're going to part. You're going to become a condensation nuclei for all these devils to gather up and mess up your life. Beloved, this message and the series that go with it, beloved, these are things that are not taught. Many leaders don't even know this. Every ministry that God ordains is a covenant. The grace on that ministry, the anointing on it, has covenant principles that drive it. When you join it, you have to be diligent in following the precepts. Otherwise, your life will remain the same. These are the reasons why people go to church for years and years and years and never get anywhere. How can God set up his kingdom a particular way and then bring you into it and you want to redefine it as it pleases you? Hey, that's an exercise in futility. It won't work. I've seen people destroy themselves. I, I asked the question in the ministry, and I'm asking it. Why would God send you to your pastor? Except God didn't send you. And then you believe that you're higher than the man God sent you to. How? That's what pride does. I was talking to this <clears throat> friend and her brother. I said, you know, what you guys are doing will lead to disaster. I said, before long, you guys will even start calling each other witches. 
They say, oh, apostle is not developed spiritually. They told me that this is a higher level. <laughs> I just laughed. It came to pass exactly as I said. Today they hardly speak, yet they were spending seven, eight, ten hours praying. It has spread now to their families. I've seen people, all of a sudden they say, oh, I need to move back home. I'm, I want to be closer to my family. They, they are disquieted about the things God is dealing with in them. Now they want to go back home. I said, I've never seen one person do it where it worked out. They get back to their family and it's more disastrous than what they're running from. I have never seen one that worked out. Run the race that is set before you. Bloom where God has planted you. Go through the challenges there. And then you will win and win once and for all. I personally have suffered so many things in my family, even with my siblings, not accepting my ministry or looking down on it and all this. If you see how God has turned it all around, hey, and, and all the demonic engineering against me with the honors of second generation is like God has just destroyed it all. And everybody's gravitating this way. It's amazing what happens when you just stay steady and just keep following and keep believing and keep trusting. No wavering. He said, he that waver is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. That's why I keep going crying. I keep going suffering. I keep going in pain. But I keep going. He can't do anything else. I'm winning this kingdom. Otherwise, you'd be a fluke and flake. And just like all the people that have been destroyed in the process, you will be destroyed. Jesus says, if you put your hands on the plow, just looking back alone. He didn't say you turned. You look back, he says, you disqualify yourself. You are not fit for my kingdom. I don't know what Bible you all are reading, but you need to hear this. That's why we're teaching this to our church, and we're letting you in on it so that you can apply it to where God has placed you. Apply it there. Maybe even your pastor may learn the things that belong to him he doesn't know. I met with a, a group of apostles and bishops and pastors. It was at least 30 of them in Florence, Alabama. And I started explaining these things. And the head apostle got up and when I finished, he said, listen, guys, we didn't know this thing, so we couldn't teach it to you. Many people don't know it. Learn along. Your life will be changed. You will reap bountiful results. And if you're hurting and you can't hack it, 770-994-3777. One of the covenants we have, we meet on Thanksgiving Day every year. And we come family by family before the Lord and offer unto him our thanksgiving as he has commanded us. He gave us these things. And I noticed that many people don't follow them. And they don't understand where stuff is not working. They do it their own way. They adjusted to fit. Mm -mm. You got to plan these things. And then we come, we offer unto the Lord. And he says, if you do these things, uh -huh, I will continue to bless you. Oh, I'm way over time. God bless you. Receive grace in Jesus' name. 
Don't forget Bible study, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Dead things come.